Welcome to Soulful Veda's podcast. We are Ayurvedic health coaches that heal and balances in the mind, body, and spirit. We are here to guide you on your healing journey with soulful wisdom and higher intuition. You are your best healer and your moment to connect your highest self is now. Hello, hello, beautiful community. You have both of us here today, Angelica and Rachel. Um, I happen to be visiting Chicago and Rachel and I have been living it up. Last weekend, we went out to lunch together. Then we sat out on my friend's terrace, which is so much fun. Just chatting away. <laughs> what, yeah. else did, what else have we got? Well, before this podcast, we were getting all the good sun and water vibes. Mm-hmm. We were up on my rooftop, just hanging, talking about the depths of life. And it was funny, we were on this elevated balcony, but there were people below and it was super silent. So <laughs> I think we were quiet, but if not, they really got um, a deep conversation that might have piqued their interest on all things <laughs> spiritual. And we didn't scare them away. Probably Be- scared them away. <laughs> because we almost, there's so much like, it's not even just talking with each other. There's so much telepathic communication that happens simultaneously. So we move really quickly because yeah. we like, you have that where you're like, okay, we process this. Like, yeah, I just changed topics. I don't even inform you. We're just going somewhere else now. And yeah. You're on board with it. <laughs> so like aliens to Ayurveda to Reiki to family trauma is like it just like and it constantly goes and we love I love connecting them all together too so we talk about fun things too (laughs) I think that is fun (laughs) it's my version of fun I love it so today we're chatting all about Reiki energy and our own experiences we want to share some of them and also some of the crazy stories we've had working with our own clients and also in our own trainings and Honestly, for the longest time, I had no idea what Reiki was, and I'm I'm kind of skeptical. So I was pretty skeptical, and I know you were hesitant to share, you know, your experience with Reiki. So we just want to like debunk some things and talk about it openly and honestly in a way that's not just like the strict language of Reiki and here's what it is, but like what we know from our experiences and what we've truly seen through using it in our work. So why don't you start and just tell us a little bit about like how you even found Reiki and then like that time you were totally scared to talk about it. Yeah, so I found Reiki because I was getting into more of like the woo side of yoga. I was a full-time yoga instructor and I love like the idea of the chakra system. And when I was first learning Reiki, I heard that this system heals energetic blockages and heals the chakra system. So I was like, oh my gosh, amazing. I've been searching for this and I wanted, and I love just the whole realm of like mediumship and the mystical. And to me, like Reiki was that the way to that. So I signed up for my first Reiki one was at Yoga View, um, and it was done in traditional style where they used to do attunements, where you would literally stand over the student and they would place their hands on the head. And the whole time I'm like, first of all, I didn't tell anyone that I was doing this because already people thought it was like wild that I was a yoga instructor, like far in between. So I definitely didn't tell anyone I was doing Reiki. I remember I was supposed to go to a sunday dinner at my grandma's house and i told her i had a training and i didn't i mean that was the extent of it anyways i went to the training and the whole time because i was so insecure about it i had the conditioning of like what my family was thinking of me in the training if they knew so that was a plane in my head and i would be thinking like oh my god this is so silly this is stupid i can't believe we paid money for this this means nothing you know all the thoughts and that honestly probably severed myself off from having like a really great experience the first time i don't acquit a lot to that experience. I wasn't connected to the teacher, which I think is also really important. 
I also may have not have been ready to receive it the whole time. I was thinking like, oh, they should be teaching me more about like where the hand symbol should be. Like it should be more specific. Like I can hear all my loaded beliefs coming up and I'm laughing. So you have to be ready to receive it. And you also have to feel connected to the teacher. Those are two things that are really important. So even as a skeptic though, I could feel something. I was clairsentient, which we'll go later into what the clairs are, but clairsentient, which I think a lot of us have, is the ability to feel things. So I did feel like I knew where the hands were without that person touching me. So I knew there was like still something there. There was still like a bit of hope, but I kind of had that training and didn't go back to it for a while until a couple years later, it like kept coming up again. You know, for me, it's like repeating names or it just keeps coming up where it's almost like annoying, but I know it's like my spirit guide showing me hey, okay, we want you to come back to this. And my teacher, Jerry McCutis, was doing a training at Satnam, which is this Kundalini studio in Chicago. Again, far and few that we have in Chicago. So I was loved it. I loved Kundalini and I loved that she was teaching there. So I took her Reiki too. And that like opened up the floodgates for me. It was such a visceral experience, the most. And before that too, I, I had done a cleanse, which I often did. But the cleanse, I think, really opened me up to like be in the mindset for it so that I was really ready to receive it fully. And I, I talk about this lie. I won't go into detail in this story, but I had been trying to get my cycle back because I had amenorrhea for three years. And the day after my Reiki 2 attunement, I got my cycle. And of course, there's other factors that were at play. Of course, I was doing that cleanse ahead of time. But that was like such a tangible example of it. I was like, okay, this is crazy. And learning so much that I knew it was a blockage in my sacral chakra that was preventing me from getting my period back and also being intuitive, like our intuition lies in the sacral chakra. Like there's so much behind it. It was like, okay, there's, there's really something here. So that's when I really, it like, it proved it to me. And it, it was such, I could honestly see a cathartic transformation that happened just directly after that attunement in myself. It expanded my heart so much. I definitely have been someone who's been more closed off my whole life. And I have a whole blog post on this. You can read it. You can listen to it on the soulfulveda.com website. But going into yoga, of course, opened that up. But then Reiki just like really opened up the floodgates even more for me. And it allowed me to recognize when I was having a closed heart and when I was having an open heart. So for example, certain situations that I would like normally just tell people like no, or like shut people off from like giving them a hug that was very hard for me to have physical contact. Suddenly I was like a hugger and it's really funny. Like some of my yoga students were like, Oh, I had no idea. Like you have, you give the best hugs. And that like just struck such a chord in me too. Cause there was such a transformation. So yeah, I'm kind of rambling here, but that, that kind of proved me wrong. And I was like, okay, I, I believe in the power of Reiki now. That's so funny that yours was really broken up like that. I feel like it just kind of attests to some of our styles too. Like I remember I was just kind of resistant to Reiki for so long. I'm like, I don't really get it. I don't really know what it is. And then once I got into it, I really dove in and wanted to do it all immediately. But I remember a really big piece for me was actually, um, there were two parts. One was the first ever experience I had was in a yin yoga class and the teacher was Reiki certified. And the first time she did it on me, I felt it so viscerally in my body. I'm like, oh, wow, this is something that actually works. Like I, I could feel it, but I didn't really understand what was going on. So I just kind of left it there and didn't talk about it again. And the second part of this was when I started going to CCA, part of the requirements was to read Dr. Halpern's book. And he has a crazy story. I won't share the whole thing. We have a podcast with him if you want to listen to it. But I remember him talking about one of the things that he did to really keep him from not being debilitated and in his bed all day was that 
he could see these energetic channels in his body and he would manipulate them. And I'm like, how does one do that? <laughs> I have a lot of questions. And even though he never explicitly says this, that's kind of, it is what you're doing in Reiki is that same thing. You're working with the energetic body and understanding it from that perspective. And so I really wanted to learn how to do that because something that we also learned at CCA was the pathology of how disease begins in the body. And that's first forgetting that you're connected to spirit or a spiritual being having this human experience. And then when you forget that, that's when you start to feel disconnected and fearful and anxious. And those beliefs then create actions and patterns that show up in your physical realm and they manifest later if they continue as dis-ease in the body. And we could probably do a whole podcast on that too. But for me, this was just a big aha, which is like, wow, this is the importance of the energetic body. This is where disease first shows up. And if we could work with that and understand it at that level, using something like Reiki, then duh, like why wouldn't we be doing that? Um, so it was, it was a powerful training for me. And I think part of it too, was not just learning about Reiki, although that was super powerful, but also learning how to tap into more of my spiritual gifts, which should we just go there? I just want to talk about it. <laughs> I do. I actually, it reminded me of the same thing that you got your cycle after you had your Reiki experience too. And it got me thinking that yeah. although I think there's a lot of divine feminine energy that can come through, it just means like creativity and intuition and receptivity that happen. I think that that is actually a perfect segue because it was cleansing whatever it was, stifling your intuition. And that like really opened up the floodgates for you to... yeah sharpen your tools there. So when we speak about intuition, it happens in multi-million ways that it can happen. But when we teach it in our training, we talk about the four clairs because it's really helpful to have that template for me. I, I know I would have appreciated that in my training because it would have expanded my mind to all the different ways that I can receive my intuition because I think we have a lot of conditions of what intuition is and that severs us off from really seeing the full variation of it. So I want to go briefly into the four clairs, which is the four ways that we can experience our intuition. The first one I already said was clairsentient. That's the ability to feel. So most people have that. It's, it's a vibration. It's I had a visceral experience one time. Um, it was actually someone that I found in Chicago. I got my Ayurvedic consultation. And then after she did a Reiki session on me, and I mean, it was night and day, my energy levels. I was for sure burnt out at that time, but I felt like I was on top of the world. It's just like clear energy. And that was like a very clear sentient way of experiencing the Reiki energy. Some people feel like I also like call it an energetic massage. Like it just feels really yummy and good. It can also feel like a temperature change. Like I think a lot of people get the temperature change. That's a big one. Like if it's really hot, you could be moving through something or really cold. Um, yeah, there's all the different things. And clairaudience is the ability to hear. That's something that has definitely been more open for me lately is I notice this as repetition. So if it's like the same affirmation or the same words of wisdom that are coming through over and over again, I recognize that as clairaudience because source is trying to communicate with you. Another way is claircognizant. And it's just an inner knowing. For me, this one just happens so quickly. Like, it's just like, you know it, but you didn't see anything. You didn't hear anything. You didn't feel it, but somehow it's there in your head. A good example I could say is like last night in my dream. Sometimes I don't know who these people are. Like, it's not like they don't have faces, but like they do, but it doesn't even matter. But I know who they are. Like, I know that's my dad, or I know that yeah. is like my best friend, but that doesn't look like them, but it's just an inner knowing. Right. Is that a good 
you could have an example. No, and I also think like sometimes things just don't feel like truth to you. So everyone can be saying them or they can be a norm or it, it just doesn't feel true for you. And you don't know how you know that. You don't know why it doesn't connect with you. It's the way things have always been done. But for you, it's like, mm, that just doesn't feel right, you know? And I almost equate this, people have their gut instincts in a certain way. And maybe this is, if have you ever been like maybe in danger or in a situation, all of a sudden things just didn't feel right. And maybe that's gut, maybe that's clear sentience. But for me, it's always like, I just know something's off. And I think in even like lighter note way that this comes through is if you tend to just learn things very quickly, if you just pick up on things, like when I was learning Ayurveda, it was like old knowledge just came rushing back to me. And even though I hadn't been studying it that long, I'm just like, oh, I know this. Oh, I feel like I know this. Um, so I think, yeah, it comes through in a lot of ways. Totally. And then the last one is clairvoyance, which is what I think a lot of our world thinks intuition is, it's the ability to see. So at least when I was first thinking of this, I was like, well, you've got to be a medium to be able to see actual spirits and ancestors in the room with you or else you don't have clairvoyance. And it's still something that I have to deal with on a daily basis of shedding. But clairvoyance can also be dreaming. It's Mercury retrograde, so I'm going to have pauses a lot. <laughs> My brain is just slow to think. So clairvoyance can also come out in dreams. And that can be vivid dreams. It can be lucid dreaming. It could also be coming out as repeating angel numbers, seeing animals repeated in your life, colors. There's so many. I also know, I guess I would be, I'm not going to go there. Something different. How do you experience clairvoyance? Yeah, I think for me, it's more just like really tapping into your imagination. Um, and the way it comes through for me, I don't not to confuse anyone, but oftentimes I'll know something and then clairvoyance says next and it steps up and it like paints the picture for me so I can see it. And it literally feels like I'm in that experience or watching a movie of whatever's happening. Okay. It took me a long time to realize that. I thought it would be as clear as my regular vision. And maybe for some people it is, maybe mine's still developing. But for me, it's just like, walking around in my imagination and being able to visualize something. Um, yeah, that's how it, it comes through for me. Totally. That was huge for me. And it's so one that I'm training. Like, I think there's also a fine line. Imagination is perfect and that's how it is. But there's also a point of like going into the void and waiting for the, for the download to come to you. And sometimes it comes in really randomly. So when I was in a session with a client and I was doing a reading on her, when I initially tapped into her energy, and usually it happens like this, it just comes in right away. I got this like bell. I don't even know it was a bell, but I just was this huge like gold thing and the bell shape. And I was like, bell. I was like, whatever. But it, it was a really big message. And there was something else that came up in the beginning to another image. Maybe it was like an animal or something. And I forgot about it because it was in the beginning of the session and I went into a lot of other things. And later in the session, the client said about this traumatic experience that happened the other day where she was, she was triggered again. She had this person in her life that was um, kind of like a stalker that she like had in her life. And the other day she went to the gas station and she's always been fearful that she's going to run into this person again. And when she was at the gas station, all of a sudden this bell rang at the gas station and she saw stalker and it was really close to her and it just struck all this fear within her and then that when she said that to me it the whole reading changed and made so much sense for everything else that was coming through and it just makes so much sense because if you don't share those images that may not mean anything to you that are so random it can be so pivotal to that person's healing and on the other side of that if you don't say that your guides are not going to keep giving you messages because they're going to think that you're not valuing, not maybe not valuing them, but 
you're not receiving them or you're not going to share them. So why are they going to continue sharing it with you? Yeah. And the reason this is so important is because this is really what the Reiki training has done for both of us, which is allow our own intuitive gifts to be heightened. And part of that, there's an aspect of the training where you're practicing on someone else. I remember this being just such a confidence booster for me where I think any spiritual or intuitive, I should say, has a little bit of doubt, right? There's no concrete evidence that we're used to in like the 3D world. You really have to start to trust yourself and you can get validation, but oftentimes it takes a partner. And one of the most beautiful things about the training is you get to work on somebody else and then you get to chat about it afterwards. And it's amazing to me how often so many of the things align, even though they might not be perfect, like people almost always can feel where I'm working in their body, things that are coming up and it might be a specific memory to them, but I'm only getting hints of it, or I'm only seeing a part of the picture or maybe from a different aspect. But when you marry those two things together, it becomes so powerful. And Reiki helps you tap into that. It's like you're on the same energetic wavelength. And so you can communicate in that way during the session. And so really for me, I mean, Reiki two was a huge thing for this, where I saw these things start to come through, but Reiki master was just like, oh my gosh. And I was really in tune with the partner I was working with, but it was just, so powerful to realize okay like it's actually both of us together and this is what i loved about the healing is like i was playing the role of healer and she was being the role of like client being healed but we were working together and that's truly how any healing aspect or process works and so we probably have a t- I, we have so many of these stories like totally i i can share one um, i was doing a session two weeks ago actually and I just kept being drawn to this person's hands I was like wow okay I'm going to spend a lot of time here and it wasn't just I felt like needed healing in their hands and there was a part of me that was trying to make it logical like oh okay maybe that's connected to the heart and like what could be happening there and then something in me was just like she needs to create she's creative she needs to make things whether that's physically with her hands or like using them as understanding them symbolically to say she has all of these ideas and they need to be birthed into the world And she kind of took that and was quiet with it. And then the next week was like, wow, I don't really know what was happening that session. But since then, I've been feeling so free with whatever way I want to express myself in the way that I send videos to my friends or, you know, I just like to create things on the side or the way that I decorate, like all of those things, just they feel like they've been bursting out of me. I'm like, that's exactly what I was feeling and experiencing. And so it's really cool to take Reiki like off the mat if you will. And like, yes, you have this beautiful experience and session, but then you can give them messages that help them continue to step into themselves and continue their healing, even when they're not directly receiving the Reiki from you. Totally. And I really want to reiterate that this is a way that we experience the Reiki energy and it's really unique to our style, but this is how it has been so healing for us and why we share in this way. So classic Reiki, you learn the kanji symbols and you learn the Reiki techniques, which we still go over in our training because we always love to honor the the lineage for where it came from but it is more new age to involve the chakra system because the chakras it comes from the vedic system which is where ayurveda and yoga come from is the vedas so technically it's not from the ancient lineage however from our experiences with working with the chakras and the reiki energy that reiki energy is powerful enough to clear blockages so that you can heighten your intuitive gifts which is in the third eye which is very much to me is one and the same is when you clear the energetic blockages in the lower chakras then you're able to transcend and open up the upper chakras so it really 
in my world and how we've experienced it, it works hand in hand. Now also know that not everyone shares it in this way. Some people really focus on the classic hand positions in Reiki and how you use them in more of a classical way where it's literally that person laying on a massage table bed and then you give them Reiki and it can feel good. There may not be any messages, but they just feel good after they move through something. And that's that. How we... Yeah, that's just how we love to experience that. Like I love, I we were obsessed with it for so long, like going to different intuitives. And even that can fall in a trap because you're almost denying your own intuition. There's like a steady balance between making sure you have your own intuitive practice so that you're getting your own messages. But when you're solely relying on other intuitives, it's like, okay, I don't trust my own messages, my own connection with source. So now I'm just trying to constantly go to other people for it. Yeah, and I think one thing that was helpful for me is understanding, you know, Japanese key. K-I is how they describe or how you spell it in the Reiki lineage. And to me, it feels very similar, if not the same thing, to prana energy, which is the energy that flows through the chakra system. So if that's what you're working with, it's like, okay, then it makes sense to relate the two and to understand them from that perspective when you're offering messages and when you're working with physical aspects of the body, because the chakras help us so much in that regard. If you're being really drawn to maybe someone's feet, it's like, okay. Let me also give them that grounding, that earth energy they might need because the feet are connected to the root chakra. We want to make sure they feel really grounded in session because they might be nervous about coming to me for Reiki. And so it gives you this template that you might not otherwise have. And even though the Reiki energy is very smart and has its own consciousness, it's like you get to also aid in that by having an even more in-depth understanding of what's going on in someone's energetic body. Totally. And that's why we emphasize the chakra so much and I call it like advanced chakra system training within it because it really is and that's always the favorite part well, I shouldn't say the favorite part the favorite part is when you actually get to try Reiki on each other and you get the messages but the second favorite part is always the chakra system because everyone loves learning about them because it's just the awareness of wow I know these things that are happening in my body and like it also gives me a, a more trust into understanding my intuition and how all these other things interplay. So I do want to break down the word Reiki. So Re, R-E-I means universal life force and the key means, or sorry, the key means life force energy. So key, for those who know what prana is, and if you don't, just forget about it. But for those who have studied with yoga, you know, prana means its own life force energy. It's the way that the Vedas describe it. So Reiki, it's universal life force energy that you channel. So if it's helpful or you think, this is not how it happens, but if it's helpful or you think that Reiki energy is stored in a cloud, then you are the conduit for the Reiki energy to channel through and for it to come to come in. And that's basically how it works. It's just channeled energy, but it comes from such a pure source. And specifically, we use holy fire energy, which is a more newly channeled type of energy. So our lineage comes from William Rand, and he founded the Reiki International Organization. And he uses holy fire energy, which is just a sublet of the Reiki energy, and it comes from a pure source. And it's just a higher vibration as far as what I've experienced with it. And... I want to add one thing to what you were saying earlier too. And what we were talking about, like the reason why we use the chakras and give messages is because it's kind of like everything we do in our obsessed with it's holistic healing. So it's kind of like a massage. Like you might go to a massage once a month, but really where the benefits come in is where you start to stretch on your own or incorporate yoga or foam rolling. Cause it's, you know, Ayurveda says this, it's the things that you do every single day that create your health and your life. So it's beautiful to treat yourself to an hour-long Reiki session, but if you can give them something that's like, hey, I, I noticed you were feeling very chaotic and maybe anxious, 
You should work with a root chakra. And here are some practices you can do that's going to have compounding interest in someone's totally. health, life, and well-being. So that's just kind of our why behind the way that we share these things. And it's it's really special to us in that way. But know that you need to find who connects with you. And you might really love the traditional way of doing things. You might feel very called to work with that and be focused on specifically the body work. And that's totally amazing. You need all the people doing their different things in the way that's a gift to them, right? And so that's just something I, I wanted to share really quickly on that because I think it's important. Yeah, that's great. And also we go, we give you what a sample of those recommendations can be for each chakra too. It's not in depth of what we teach in our courses and in our one-on-ones, but it's given you a nice jumping pad so that you can cultivate your own practice. We're all about how you can create your own business if that is what you want or how you can make this tangible. So we also leave time in there at the end for where do I see myself using this Reiki energy in three months? Because I think the biggest thing that stifles us is our limiting beliefs that come up in a session. They're going to come up. Oh my gosh, this is not working. Oh my gosh, I'm not getting messages and my good, whatever it is. It's so important to recognize those, which again, we go over in the training. And then it's also really important that you have some type of action plan because so many people, a lot of yoga teachers I find, they get Reiki certified and then it fizzles and they don't go back to it because it's a really easy thing just to have within you, which is totally great. But if you really want to use this energy in a practitioner way, we give you the tools for that. And if you want to use it just to infuse in your everyday life, it's so transformational. I Reiki my food usually when I'm alone because I'm when I'm most comfortable with it, but I Reiki my food whenever I can. And I love doing that because it helps me to connect to my to my meals. It helps me to eat more consciously to also, it makes my food taste better. And that is just a simple way that I've always used the Reiki energy. Yeah. And I think one of my favorite ways is honestly, I'll use it anytime. Like I'm pretty in tune with, if I feel a blockage, like I know what it feels like in my body and also Reiki to that area. Um, I love to do it while I'm driving and send to people and before bed for bedtime. But if, as far as like using it as a practitioner, there are so many ways and we have podcasts with others. Ali Lizzie's a good one. She's a Reiki spiritual artist and she has amazing artwork and she can read and see auras. And she talks about in that episode what her experience and story was like with that. But that's something different. She, you know, maybe she does do one-on-one sessions, but her main gig is like she creates beautiful artwork that allows people to understand and know themselves in that way. And um, one of our Reiki trainees uses animal spirit guides. And like, that's what her gift is with Reiki. And she gives people readings in that capacity. And so there's a lot of different ways to use the Reiki energy. And even from a work standpoint, I always turn Reiki on before a one-on-one or a group coaching session. And I see like, okay, I know what I'm doing from more of like the clinical perspective, I guess, but also guides, like, what do you have to say about this? Can we tap into this person's energy? And even though I know what recommendations we might be doing, what does this person need for me today? What do they need to hear? What do they do experience? And that's something I always turn on and have with me because I think it's just such a beautiful energy to be working with. Totally. Um, But there's so many ways. I also love using it to send people, like you were saying, sending people good energy. Like when I say sending people love and light, I actually mean it. And I turn on Reiki and I give them Reiki energy. And that, the act of just giving it in general, like you you receive it back tenfold. So I I love giving away the Reiki energy and I, I do it to my family a lot. And it's really cool to see because when you are so connected to those people, they'll be like, oh my God, I was thinking of you or this happened and so-and-so. And I, I love those 
synchronistic moments as well. And I also basically, it's infused in everything that you do. I feel like once the Reiki energy is instilled in you, it's there forever, but it's really how you activate it. And for me, that's really just loving kindness and compassion in everything that I do. Like I could say that like my words are always infused with Reiki, right? It, and that's why I feel like it works the most is just bringing in that all loving, compassionate energy because that's what the Reiki energy signifies. So that's been the most pivotal for me is really being able to, in that moment, switch to a more compassionate way of thinking. Yeah. And my honest opinion is like, you could probably do these things with your words and your prayer. And there have been studies to show that that actually works, even if you're praying across different timelines and back in history. What I think Reiki training allows you to do is to speed up that process. Because yes, you could live in that place and you could send good energy to your food. Might that have that same effect? Totally. I think you can always develop your gifts on your own, but what's beautiful is being in a setting where you can practice on other people, you can learn about a lineage, which gives you a system and having someone there to kind of guide you based on their own experiences. All of those things are really powerful and special and the community is always beautiful too. So um, if you feel called to be in a community where you get to learn about Reiki and train and you feel very called to, which I'm assuming you are if you're listening to our podcast, <laughs> the chakra system and incorporating more of the intuition, um, then good news because we have a training coming up. <laughs> yes, it starts Monday, June 21st. And so we're doing it differently this time. Usually we do it over the weekend and we do full eight hour days, but we're doing weeknights. And I'm really excited for this because it's going to be less screen time, more integration time. So Reiki one will be Monday, June 21st, and Tuesday, June 22nd from 5 to 8.30 Central Time. Nice. And then Reiki 2 will be the following week, Monday and Tuesday, and that same time. So it's perfect because you'll have some time to integrate and use Reiki 1 a little bit before we get into Reiki 2. And it's also just so amazing before bedtime because when we go on our lunch break in the old Reiki trainings where they're the full day, I'm like, I could just nap. So relaxed. And so now you get four days of that, which is incredible. Totally. And, and the question that we get asked the most is, does it still work as much virtually? And this is again, something that I was obviously really skeptical about. And I love talking about it because it just reaffirmed myself again, as it always does. So when COVID first hit and we couldn't leave Reiki trainings in person, William Rand actually channeled a higher variation of the Reiki energy, and he was called to lead a virtual training so that he could upgrade the Reiki energy for all the Reiki masters that could lead the trainings virtually. So I took a training on this to get the upgrade in the energy, and again, getting receiving the Reiki from William and also the experience that I had, I was like, everyone needs this. And at first, still, it was my first training leading virtually. So I was, again, skeptical, um, but I was proven so wrong. It was probably the most transformational experience that I had in that type of setting, just because everyone's from all over. It was Florida, Chicago. I don't even know, all over the country. And everyone had similar visualizations. They had similar experiences. And it's just like, wow, this is way beyond us just being in the vicinity of each other. Like it, we share this consciousness when we are doing the training together that we can have this transformational experience. So yes, it works. This is now our like fourth training that we're doing virtually, maybe third or fourth training that we're doing. And I love it. I probably will always do it because we get people in from the UK. We got someone in from Cape Town, South Africa. And 
I love it so much. So yes, the Reiki energy still works virtually. So if you are um, out of Chicago and wanting that, you should join the training. <laughs> and if you are skeptical, I highly recommend like always just experiment with yourself. So we do one-to-one intuitive distance Reiki. You can sign up. You'll get one of us for both Reiki masters. We'll do a session with you share what we experience, share tools with you. And then if you feel called to study this yourself, awesome. Otherwise you just have a kick-ass session with us, which we always love. Totally. Um, so yeah, you can find that on our website, soulmotivated.com. It's under the work with us section. If you look at um, one-to-one sessions and consultations. Yeah. The two most important things are always feeling connected to the teacher and also if it's the right time for you. So ask yourself, is the Reiki still coming up for me? Is it the right time for me? Or am I scared? Or is it like, really, I need to dive into this? And then the other piece of that is, yeah, it's really important. So I totally get needing to connect with us. We voice chat over DMs all the time with people. Love it. So just DM us if you have a question, if you need that actual support as well. Yeah, I, I realized the other day I was voice noting a friend and she's like, nobody does this. I'm like, what? <laughs> I love voice notes. I voice note so many people on Instagram. Um, so we love to connect in that way. And if you love listening to this podcast or if you have someone in your life that you think is into energetic healing and would benefit from Reiki or learning about Reiki, we'd love for you to pass this podcast along. Um, and we have some fun events coming up this week as well. On Wednesday, we're doing a free chakra training, which is a great way for you to meet us and also start to learn about the chakras if that's something that you want to go into Reiki. We're going to bring just awareness on the chakras and then we're going to lead you through a chakra meditation to start to activate them and see what's going on. And then on Thursday, we have our new moon ceremony, but it's a solar eclipse. So it's going to be really powerful. Solar eclipse and Taurus. We're going to talk about that more on Instagram this week, but it's powerful, powerful energy. And our new moon ceremonies, we do a Kundalini practice. We do journaling questions before you get to meet everyone in our community, which are so loving and supportive. Yeah. And that's a part of the Lightworker Society. So if you're looking to sign up for that event, um, Lightworker Society is our membership. We have weekly live events. We have um, an entire membership portal with a ton of stuff in there. It's $30 a month and you can cancel at any time. So if you're looking for the sign up, it's under Lightworker Society. Yeah. There's a lot of other stuff in there too. We're not going to. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you can check it on the website yeah well thank you so much for joining us for our chat today we love you all so much we hope that this serves as always and we will see you next time on the soulful beta show bye